Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. All right, how you doing this morning? You doing well? Good. Again, thank Penny later. She says, no, you can't wear shorts to church. I tried. What do you think, Rick? I think, I think my legs would look pretty good up here. Well... You know, we had uh, these flowers up here. We had a memorial service on Friday. That's why these flowers are here for Sharon Ferguson, celebration of her life, honor of death. It was a great day. It was a great time. But, you know, i got to tell you about Pastor Troy, all right? See, because I love Pastor Troy. He's my boy, all right? We, we're tight. We've been together 17 years. We're on staff, known each other forever. So I was out of the office a good bit this week. I texted him. I said, hey, yo, what do you need from me for Friday, if anything? I, I don't really need to do anything if you don't want now, I need you to, he said, just do the mini sermon that you did at the graveside, emphasis on mini. That is so rude. Don't you feel bad for me? No, see, because you all like Troy, because you all think he's nice. That's not nice. That was mean. I mean, I, again, he's the only one in the history of the staff that has ever gone to two tapes. Back in the day when we recorded on cassette, he did a testimony that took up two cassette tapes. That's why he now is known as Two Tape Troy. Hebrews chapter 11. You don't want to laugh this morning. You don't want to have fun. Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is. We're doing a series on faith is. Because I really believe that the Lord told me a few weeks ago that we've got to raise our faith level in this hour, that there's everything chipping away at it. There's things trying to get us to go left, right, shrink back, uh, and, and we just need to raise our faith level. Um, and let me say this to you this morning. I can give you a lot of recipes to raise your faith level, but I'll give you one that'll never go wrong, the Word of God. The Word of God. If you will get into the Word of God, it's almost impossible to walk away without your faith being encouraged, okay? The Word of God will come into your spirit, come into your heart. It'll raise your expectation. It'll raise your faith level. The Word of God is so incredibly important. And I'm going to tell you something. We are living by the Word of the media, the Word on social media. We need to get into the Word of God so our faith level rises above the words of this world. And I promise you, if you get into the word, man, your faith level will rise. And I want to talk to you some this morning. I've got to get my clicker button. This morning on uh, this subject, because I really was contemplating this. So let me get, begin with the definition that we've been working with. Here's our, our core scripture throughout this series. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Faith is the substance. That word substance means the setting, the foundation, the substructure, if you will. That thing that it is set upon. It is the substructure or the foundation of things hoped for. All right? The evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is the foundation of things hoped for as we live in this world. Okay? Now, how many know this world has an order, right? How many know there is a natural order in this world? You, you are, we, we come into this world, we're born, we're born into the world, we live according to the world, we live in this world, then we die, and we're buried. How many know that's pretty much the natural order of this life? How many know there's a lot of laws that are in this world? In other words, if I stepped off of here right now, where would I go? 
I know some of you think I'd walk on air. I'm sorry, I'm not Jesus, okay? I would sink like a rock. Why? Because the law of gravity would cause me to shrink, right? How many know there's the law, if I keep drinking too much cherry Pepsi and eating Rice Krispies treats, I will blow up like a Rice Krispie treat. I don't know how some of you do it, all right, anyway, right? And so there's these natural laws. The world has an order. There's a worldly order. There are worldly ways. There are natural laws connected to this natural world we live in. But just as there are natural laws in which we live, or a natural order of this world, how many of you know there is a divine order? Thank you, that one lone voice calling in the wilderness, the John the Baptist in the back row, right? So I want to talk to you this morning about faith. So what does faith do? You see, here we are, you and I, living as a natural person in this natural world where there is this natural order and there are natural laws that take place and govern this world. I would suggest to you this morning that faith is the substance that connects us to the divine order of God. How many believe God has a divine order? How do I connect to that divine order? I connect to that divine order through faith. I cannot connect to the divine order of God without faith. It is absolutely impossible. I cannot connect to God's plan, God's will, God's ways without operating in a level of faith in my life. It is absolutely impossible. All right? So let's talk about this for a few moments this morning because I know how excited you are to talk about it. Right? We've got to understand how this operates. If not, our emotions will be governed by our natural world. Our thought processes will be governed by this natural world, this natural laws, this natural order. Our decision-making will be according to the flesh and carnality and the ways of the world, right? That's what's going to happen unless we use faith as the substance that connects us to the divine order of God. So let's talk about this. The first thing I want to talk about. How many know it's God's divine order for all men to be saved? <laughs> don't, don't ever fall into this trap that he wants some saved and some not saved. It is God's will for all men to be saved, right? Uh, we must understand that. This was his will that began in Genesis when man fell. We know the scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So we are born into this world. We are born into a natural state, an unsaved state, an unrege uh, a state that's not regenerated by the power of God. And now Christ goes to Calvary. You and I accept what he does by faith. And now we are connected to the divine order of God, which is salvation. Second Peter tells us what? That God is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you. Everybody say, praise to God. Aren't you glad he's patient with you? Right? Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Isn't it funny? God is not willing or wanting anyone to perish, but sometimes, let's be honest, we're okay if some perish. I know we wouldn't really say that out loud because we're Christians. We really wouldn't say that 
But I'm pretty sure that some of us, if we're seeing what's going on in the world, if some of those who are unsaved and causing chaos would disappear and go to a godless eternity, some of us might not care all that much as long as we have peace. So, but how, we, how does this happen in our life? Ephesians tells us, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So you and I are saved by the grace of God through faith. That we put our faith in what Christ did at Calvary. Jesus came to earth to live, die, and be buried according to the natural order of this world. But when God raised him from the dead, divine order triumphed over natural order. Where would we be without that? I mean, no, we would have no hope had it not been for God raising Jesus from the dead. You see, Calvary paid for the price, paid the price of sin. That's where the blood was shed. But had he not raised from that grave, how many know there would be no hope for us? Now we have a hope that is based upon the divine order of God that just as Jesus was the first fruits of God raised from the dead, that now we will follow in the same order. So he came to earth and Jesus lived by, and he lived by this natural loss. How many know he got tired? He slept. He laughed. He walked on water. That was kind of freaky. Right? How many know that was suspending the natural laws of this world? And then he died according to the natural order of this world. And then he was buried just like you bury men and women today. But God raised him from the dead according to his divine order. And that has triumphed over natural order ever since. Faith in what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary brings us into the divine order of God's kingdom. How many know you're in the kingdom of God now? Not just when you get to heaven. You're in it now, and someday there will be a fulfillment of it, but you're in the kingdom of God now. And so now when I put my faith in what Jesus did, I'm stepping into an order that is not of this world, right? Which means now my culture that I operate by is not according to this world, it is according to the kingdom of God. My value system is not according to this world. How many know we need to change our value system in the church? I believe we as Christians are as guilty of a faulty value system as the world is. How many know we can get consumed with materialism as well and stuff? How many know that, that our culture can hold offense? Our culture can offend people. Our culture can be bitterness. Our culture can be criticism. Our culture can be cynicism. Our culture can be uh, bitterness. Our culture in the church can be political. I mean, that's not the culture of the kingdom the order of the kingdom that we have come into. You see, faith is the substance that ushers us into the divine order of God's kingdom. Now, how do I operate? I operate now in this world according to that world. Now, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness dominates my life. Or they should. Right? Right. No, no, I don't, need you. I don't need you to talk to me today. I got a word from God. You just listen and I'll just preach. But I will tell you, the birds on my deck this morning were more excited than you about the word of God. Listen to me. This faith, faith is a substance that ushers you into a dimension, not of this world. 
that you live according to a dimension, not of this world. And some of us got to get that in our psyche, in our heart, that listen, I am not operating by the world anymore. If you do bad to me, I'm not doing bad to you. If you insult me, I'm not insulting you. If you mock me, I'm not mocking you. If you hate me, I'm going to love you. Come on, how many know we live according to a different order? We wouldn't be carrying around a fence anymore if we lived according to the order of God. We wouldn't come into church and still be ticked off at that person from 20 years ago. Or 10 minutes ago. Come on, I'm going to meddle this morning for a minute. Our faith ushers us into a kingdom not of this world. Our faith ushers us into a culture that's not of this world. Our faith ushers us into something different. Our faith ushers us into an order that's totally different than this world. We live according to the divine order of the kingdom. Now watch this. I want to show you this though. We live according to the divine order of the kingdom. And the divine order of the kingdom works on our behalf. Do you understand that God, God desires to work more on your behalf than sometimes we want him to. God desires more to work on our behalf than we believe he will. George and I were talking up here this morning about how we, through the spirit of rejection, actually reject God. We hold him at bay. He's going to come in. He's wanting to do more. But out of our spirit of rejection, I'm not good enough. I've done too many rotten things. You don't understand. Da, 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 da. We hold him at arm's length. When the fact of the matter is that by faith, I step into the kingdom. And when that happens, the kingdom now works on my behalf. Right? When you are born into a family, it is the responsibility of the family to work on behalf of the child. It just happens because you're part of it. Do we understand this morning that when you and I, by faith, accept what Jesus did, we step into the kingdom, and now we order our life according to the kingdom, but the kingdom actually works on our behalf as well. That is so cool. It's so cool. It's unbelievable to me to think about that. I'm an American citizen. I know, some of you think I'm from Mars. But as an American citizen, I live according to the laws of the land, supposedly. <laughs> How many know that the, that the America is also supposed to be working on my behalf? That's how the kingdom works. So now, let's walk through a few verses in Hebrews chapter 11. This is first of all, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says this, by faith we understand. What do we understand by faith? We understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. So that what is seen is not, was not made out of things which are visible. Hmm. God, and God said, let there be. Hmm. And God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be this and let there be that and let there be this. All of a sudden, we look back to Genesis and we, by the word of God, believe by faith that our God spoke something into nothing. And he created something out of nothing. And he brought order in the midst of disorder. How many of that's our God? Right? And so faith is the substance that causes us to believe God's divine order brought order into disorder. Do you know he can still bring order to disorder? Anybody got anything, anything in your life that's kind of out of order? I'm glad they didn't drink any. How many of you have ever had disorder in your life? 
How many of you caused it? <laughs> How many of you have a testimony that can testify that God helped bring order to what was in disorder? Right? Absolutely. What happens? Because by faith you accepted Jesus Christ, you begin to order your life according to the kingdom of God, according to his value system, and all of a sudden you begin to sow seeds of righteousness and you, and you um, begin to harvest fruit of righteousness, and now order took over where there was disorder. God still does that. He still does. How many, know, how many believe he can still even do it in America? Right? If we didn't believe that, why would we pray? If we didn't believe it, why would we pray? You see, this morning, I want us to understand something. Let us remember God brings order where there's disorder. He, and how does he do it? By his word. How many know he still can speak a word into your family that'll bring order to a disorderly family? How many know he'll speak that word in multiple ways? There's this thing called a Bible that some of us need to get out and we need to get into and we need to start sowing the principles of God's word so that order comes. Some of us are waiting for this. Okay, it's all fixed. Don't get me wrong, God does the supernatural and God does things in a moment. But I'm gonna know something as well. He wants, to sow the, he wants to sow the word of God into your heart that produces fruits of righteousness. He bring, okay, watch this next verse. By faith, Enoch, when he was taken from this life, he was taken from this life, he did not experience death. He could not be found. He just disappeared. I mean, that'd be kind of wild, right? Because God had taken him away. Hmm. Ever since the fall of Adam, it was the natural order on this world for men to die. Ever since the fall, how I many you know that wasn't God's original order? Sin brought death. And when sin brought death, now all of humanity would live a certain amount of years and then they would die. It was the natural order of God. But isn't it funny? The Bible tells us in, 11, in chapter 11, verse 5, that faith is the substance that caused God to suspend natural order in lieu of divine order. That he took a man, the Bible says, that served God faithfully for 300 years. 300 years. I just like to get 30 days in without messing up. 300 years, the Bible says, he served God faithfully. Enoch lived 365 days, and then he was taken away. He didn't experience death. I mean, God said, you know what I'm gonna do? Because you've pleased me so much, and what do we know about faith? It is the only way to please God. It is impossible to please God without faith. Enoch pleased God, and Enoch's faith caused, pleased God so much that God said, I'm going to suspend the natural order of this world, and I'm going to operate with a divine order, and I'm going to take you out of it. God is wild, isn't he? How many of these God, and he can do what he wants? Right? I want you to believe, here's something this morning. I still believe God suspends natural orders in lieu of his divine order. Hmm? Imagine for a moment that you were Enoch. You've been walking with God for 300 years. Like, does anybody just think about that for just a moment? 300 years. How would you like to be 365 years old? Some of you are like, I'm, I'm 75 and I feel 365, right? 
Amazing. And yet he was faithful to God all those years. And God looks and says, you know what? You have pleased me so much. You're not, gonna, you're not even going to encounter the agony of death. You're not going to encounter the natural way of man. No, no, I'm suspending it in your life. And I'm going to do something in your life. And I'm going to suspend the natural. And I'm going to do it according to my divine order. Listen to me. God still does that stuff. Abraham. Let's take a look at Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called. Everybody say the next word. Obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. Faith is the substance that causes us to order our lives according to the divine order of God. Now, let me show you one more. Obedience is us, by faith, ordering our lives according to the divine order of God. Do not tell me you have faith and walk in disobedience. Do not tell me you have faith. Okay, now pastor's really gonna meddle now. Don't tell me you have faith and you walk in disobedience according to the word of God when it comes to giving and tithing. I can want a, a thousand things. Don't tell me you have faith. What you want is faith to go to heaven, but not faith to, to live prosperously in this world. You see, don't tell me you have faith, and then you walk disobediently to the word of God over here, no matter what realm it might be in. Faith is demonstrated in obedience. What is obedience? Obedience is ordering my steps according to the order of God. Bible says what? The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So there's a path that he orders for the righteous. There's a way that seems right to a man. I mean, we like to order our steps according to that, right? But then there is the law of God, the word of God, the order of God, the divine order of the kingdom, the divine order of the kingdom that says this crazy stuff that we really don't want to do. I don't want to turn the other cheek. I don't want to pray for those who persecute me. I don't want to love my enemy. I don't want to do that stuff. Like, I want to operate according to the natural law of this world. I don't want, I want to live Old Testament. I want to live eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. No? You know anybody else like that in here? See, you're all Christians. You all know the right answers. But faith is demonstrated in obedience. Obedience is a demonstration of faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. Hmm. So here's Jacob. He, uh, here's Isaac. He looks at Jacob and Esau's sons, and he begins to speak the word of God into the future. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, and he worshiped, leaning on top of a staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel. He even told them, you take my bones out of here. I just love that passage of scripture, that Joseph died in Egypt, his bones were there. Listen, guys, when you leave, take my bones with you, because I ain't staying. I've been here long enough. I'm out of here, baby. Take my bones out of here. 
He spoke, mentioned the Exodus, and gave orders concerning his bones. <laughs> Faith is a substance that causes us to speak God's divine order into future generations. Your kids don't need any more negativity in this world. Your kids don't need any more pessimism in this world. Your kids don't need any more political rhetoric in this world. Your kids don't need any more hate in this world. Your kids don't need any more antichrist spirit spoken into this world. How many know they need to hear the word of God spoken into the future? How many know they need to hear the word of God? Listen to me this morning. It may, it may look bad. It may be bad in our world. It may be disorder. There may be chaos. There may be confusion. But I've got to tell you something. You better pick up the word and speak what the future says. Come on. Do you know who wins this deal? Do you know who wins this thing? Speak it. Some of you, oh, here we go. Some of your kids are watching you on Facebook and saying, man, we must lose. Speak faith. How do I speak faith? I speak faith by the word of God. How do I speak faith into a generation? By the word of God, by the promises of God. Church, raise your faith level according to the word of God. Faith is that which causes me to be able to speak divine order into future generations. Prophetic words spoken into the future. And they're not prophetic words you have to think up. They're prophetic words that are written down. We don't need any more prophets thinking up their own stuff. What we need is people who speak the prophetic word of God that's already prophetic. Everybody today is a prophet. And I like prophecy. And I like prophets. Some of them. But I'm going to tell you something. This will never lead you wrong. This is what you need to read over your kids sometimes to give a prophetic picture. Some of you can't give them hope because you don't know the hope that's in the word of God. Oh man, I wasn't planning on saying any of this this morning. I'm just telling you. I'm, I, 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 don't set them up for defeat. Set them up for faith. Bless them. By faith, Jacob blessed them. They hear enough negativity. They hear enough criticism. They hear enough junk. By faith, bless them. Speak into the future. Okay, I'll go on. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months. <laughs> Such a great verse. Isn't it funny how sometimes what you, re what you receive from God, you've got to hide for a season before you can put it on display. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. That happened to my mother too, by the way, okay? And no, it wasn't my sister's. And they were not afraid of the king's eating. The king said, kill him. Kill the baby boys. You kill them. And they hid him, right? They had this, evil despot that was oppressing the people of God, killing and murdering the people of God. Threats and oppression. And the parents said, no, no, we're not killing this baby. We're gonna hide this baby. Faith is a substance that causes us to reject evil disorder to embrace God's divine order.
Come on. There is, we're living in a world of disorder. And some of the disorder is caused by pure evil. And this pure evil of disorder is, uses fear, intimidation, threats, whatever else you might want to say. The Bible says the enemy is what? Goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But understand this this morning. We don't succumb to the evil disorder of this world. No, 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 no. We actually reject it so we can embrace God's divine order. You cannot have it both ways. Right? By faith. Moses himself, when he had grown up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. How many know it had been a good thing to be Pharaoh's daughter? Or no, Pharaoh, yeah. How many know it had been a good thing to be the son of Pharaoh's daughter? You know what that meant? Palace, good food, good wine, all the perks. How many of you like to sign up for that? Again, you're Christians, you know all the answers. Well, no, we can't say that, Pastor, because then you're going to come back and say something else. The fact of the matter, in our carnal, natural ways, yeah, sign me up. All right? That he chose rather to endure the ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Faith is the substance that causes us to order our steps according to divine order, not the order of the world we live. It's so easy to get caught up in the pleasures of this world, is it not? It's so easy to get caught up in the ways of this world, isn't it? It is so easy to get caught up in the things of this world, and yet by faith, we order our steps according to divine order. Moses ended up fleeing for his life because he rejected it. You see, when you look through Scripture, I'm just giving you a few highlights. If Scripture shows us anything, it shows us God's divine order, interrupting, suspending, or canceling natural order. All through the Scripture, I mean, you look at it. Like, I'm telling you, when you read the Scriptures and you look, I mean, it's amazing. All of a sudden, you got Abraham. Abraham, he's an old man. He's 100 years old. I'm going to give you the ability that you can deposit a seed into your wife, and you're going to have a kid at age 100. How many know that is interrupting divine order? And oh, by the way, Sarah, the Bible says that by faith, she received the ability to conceive. How many know she's 90? Again, how many know that's interrupting divine order? How many of you want him to do that for you today? Never mind. <laughs> Not at 100, please. Not at 90. Not at 50. Right? But there are all through the scripture, you see where he would interrupt natural order with divine order. He would suspend natural order for his divine order. He would cancel out. It was he who said, you know what? Hey, Elijah, tell them it's not going to rain for three years. I mean, no, he suspended natural order. And then he sent rain when he wanted to, divine order. All through the scripture. The walls of Jericho, according to natural order, they would never come down the way that they did. But God, he overcame natural order with divine order. But how many know it took faith to walk around the Jericho for seven days? It took faith not to attack. It took faith to do it according to his ways. 
It took faith for Joshua to send the priest into the Jordan at flood stage. And all of a sudden, the Jordan parts. How many know that is God's divine order interrupting natural order? Rivers just don't part. We may be living in a world of disorder, but we do so living under the divine order of God. You are people of God. You are the kingdom of God. You live according to the culture and value system and the power of the kingdom of God. You may live in this world. It may have disorder. It may have chaos. And it may have confusion. But you are good courage. Why? Because you are of a different kingdom. Think of some of the scriptures we can think of in the New Testament. All right? And they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed, seeing their faith. What did, they, what did Jesus see? What? He saw their faith. He saw their faith. And when he saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take courage, your your sins are forgiven. Come on, Troy. Give him hope, Troy. Come on, run, Troy. But Jesus turning and seeing this said, daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. What was it that made her well? What was it that happened? Divine order overcame natural order. Church, hear me this morning. Allow your faith level to rise. Then he touched their eyes saying, it shall be done according to your faith. By faith, they could now see those who were blind. Divine order overcame natural order. Then Jesus said to her, oh woman, your faith is great. It shall be done as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Her daughter was suffering under the natural order of this world. Under the natural order of this world, she's demon-possessed. Under the natural order of this world. And all of a sudden, Jesus sees faith. And he says, oh, your faith is great. It's going to be done as you wish. And all of a sudden, divine order overcame natural order. Do you understand he still does this? That God still has a divine order. Oh, well, I have the scripture reference wrong, but oh well. John, you hear me talk about this often. Peter and John go into the temple to pray. Here's the beggar. He's at the gate. He's been crippled for 30-some years, right? They're on the way to the temple. And they healed him. And then later on, Peter says what? It's on the basis of faith in his name. It's the name of Jesus, which is strength is this man whom you see. And his faith, which comes through him, has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. Listen to me this morning. All of a sudden, Peter and John, they're looking at this guy. He's been this way for 38 years. It's been his natural order. And all of a sudden, two men with enough faith to say, you know what? This isn't right. This is wrong. I'm going to speak the divine order of God into this man's life. And divine order is going to overcome natural order. And now he jumps and he leaps and he walks. Faith. Faith connects us to the divine order of God. We walk in the order of this world, but our faith connects us to the divine order of God. Faith is the substance by which divine order invades our natural order. God wants, God wants, God wants, God wants to invade our natural order with his divine order. He wants to do it. He desires to do it. He's a father. He's a king who works on behalf of his citizens. He's a father who works on behalf of his sons. He wants to do it. You don't have to beg him to do it. 
sometimes we're coming to him and like, like, oh God, I gotta pry something from you. It's like getting 10 bucks off Pastor Troy. I gotta get this off. No, I, listen, it was just, it just fit, okay? I, I gotta pry. It's like, it's, like, it's, 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 it's like getting a cupcake out of Liam's hands. Like if I said, Liam, give me your cupcake. No. Liam, give me a button. No. But I want a cupcake. No. Right? Stop begging God for what he wants to do. Believe that he wants to do it. If he didn't want to do it, why would he send his son? Why would he send his son? Why? Why would he put his spirit inside of you? Faith connects me to the divine order of God. And my faith this morning is not in my faith. My faith is not in faith. My faith is in Jesus. Like Peter said, my faith is, it comes from Jesus. The name above all names. You see, we may be living in a day of disorder, but this day has not impacted the divine order of God. I got a card to give you when you go out the door today. I, I, I was talking to Peter this morning. He said, you need, you need to put that on a card. I said, yeah, Peter, I got an hour till service. He said, you need to put that on a card and give it to the people. Okay, I listen to Peter. Everybody, your witness, right? And it just simply says, faith is the substance that connects us to God's divine order as we live in the natural order of this world. I want my elders to come. I want my pastors over here to come. I'm tired of doing church in the COVID era. So everything has kind of been like, Look, I'm not, I will never be cavalier about it. Please understand that. I understand that it's a real thing and there are threats. I understand that. So don't think for a moment that I'm diminish, diminishing any of it. But I just, something about it just become, like I couldn't even get a piece of pizza the other night because the place closed at nine now. <laughs> it's impacted every fiber of our life. But it has not impacted the divine order of God. Yeah. It has not. And this morning, this is the deal. This is the deal. Hear me. You've got to take a step of faith this morning. Jesus saw their faith. He saw her faith. He saw their faith. Woman, your faith is great. Come on, church. Who needs God to invade their natural order? Who needs God to invade the natural in your life? Some of you need a healing in the body this morning. Some of you need restoration of relationships. Some of you need financial intervention. Some of you need an infusion of faith in your life. Some of you need wayward kids to come home. Some of you need some, some, of you need some things to happen this morning. Some of you need God to change your heart so you can speak faith into the future. Come on, church. This is the day, this is the morning that you take a step of faith that you, by faith, connect to the divine order of God in this natural world. Why? Because our faith is in one person and his name is Jesus. 
Come on, stand with me. You got a need this morning. You need God to step, intervene in your natural. You need God to intervene in your natural. You take a step of faith this morning. You take a step of faith this morning. Some of you might, some of you might be here and you never even got saved. Today's the day that you say, I put my faith in what Jesus did on Calvary and I step into the divine order of the kingdom of God. It's not about joining a church. It's about stepping into the kingdom of God. We're going to pray for you this morning. We're going to raise faith in this house this morning. We're going to speak faith in this. We're going to speak the name of Jesus this morning. Some of you have been operating so long according to the natural order, you don't even know how to reach out to the divine order of God. He says, just take a step. Just take a step. Others will pray with you. People will lay hands on you. If, you. if you're afraid to lay hands, we'll do it from six feet away because God is no respecter of distance.